<clears throat> hello, <clears throat> Jerry. Hello. What are you doing? What do you, what do you are want? Are you sleeping? I, you know, I'm tired. <sighs> I'm having a nap. Go away. Why are you having a nap in the middle of my podcasting? I'm recording here. Oh. Really? Now? Aren't you supposed you to record? Do it yeah, I guess so. Do we have to do it now? Yes. Oh, are there people listening? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just got an earful, didn't they? Ah, see, I know I don't snore or anything because I stayed awake one night to find out. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Didn't hear it. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Deer. I'm here with Julie Barth, and we are the Old Nerd in the Gym podcast. Today, our subject is sleep, and mm. apparently I don't get enough of it. I don't get enough of it either. No? Most people don't, I think. No, I'm, there's got to be a statistic. I didn't look it up, but I know I hear this all the time. You hear constantly of people, you know, they get that two o'clock in the afternoon exhaustion and they get really tired. And I actually did look it up. You did? It says 30% of us are sleep deprived according to everydayhealth.com. What do they consider sleep deprived? Is it say? Less than seven and a half hours of sleep. So six to seven, six to eight hours is the recommended amount. You would need a wrecking ball to wake me up if I was sleeping for seven and a half hours. Because I, if I get four five at the most that's it that's i imagine that do. varies from person to person but, oh sure it does. you know across the board it's like the eight gallons of water you gotta drink <laughs> right. i think it's eight glasses oh well that's a lot of water eight either. gallons of water i think that's <laughs> and cam- i'm not sleeping camels can drink eight gallons of i'm not water, sleeping maybe. because i'm going to the bathroom all yeah. night because i'm drinking eight gallons that is of water. another problem that happens that when a, you grow up when you get older that's true that's an issue but sleep is a real big problem and i think it should go without saying that sleep is good for better health right definitely that's pretty much what everybody says a lack of sleep does things like compromising emotional stability. It makes you have problems focusing mentally. And it brings on other physical stresses that can negatively influence your health. And stress, of course, is part of the reason why caregivers can't sleep. Yeah. And, and the two different groups that we talk to through Old Nerd, one of them is the general fitness people, someone just learning uh, about their fitness and their health, and they're going to the gym, and we're helping them through those things, just like a fitness training client. Um, whether they're buffing up or and trying to do like a professional competition, they're just working out to lose a little weight or help their general health and fitness. Good sleep is required to achieve all of those goals. Does um, general health and fitness come to the gym with you and yell at you <laughs> like a drill sergeant? Well, I don't know. What, how do I do that? You're you're a client, so oh, your name is General Health and Fitness now. No, no, you're not General Health and Fitness. That's a drill instructor, not a health general. I got it wrong. You're gonna call oh drill instructor, right? Well, so anyway, um, being able to do all of that, you know, it, it, it turns out that sleeping correctly and having enough sleep can actually help you lose weight. Um, studies show that people who get enough sleep lose weight a little. faster faster and they keep it off for longer periods of time it's not the end all be all so don't everybody jump in bed thinking you know <laughs> i'm gonna lose 30 pounds by tomorrow you know it doesn't work like that it's all in con- you know it's in concert with all the other things that you're doing i suppose if you stayed in bed for a week and didn't eat any food that would be really bad for you but you, well, you can lose certainly a pound lose weight two. yeah that's You'd one probably lose a lot of water uh, well. we do not recommend that let's make no, sure no, we put no, that of out course there not. um but those are fitness people we also you know our one of our primary focuses is caregiving so as a caregiver if you don't get enough sleep you're at risk of being in a chronic state of that sleep deprivation we were talking about a minute ago um you not only put your own health at risk but you also risk the health and safety of your patient and family caregivers put in an excess of time managing their own daily lives as well as the well-being of their patients and often the sleep patterns degrade over time and that can be relative to how much time you have cared for that person or the sleep patterns of the caregiver yeah totally okay. change um the sleep patterns of the of the patient don't 
really change that much. But that depends on the situation, so I can't really speak to that. Right. But but the caregiver some of the themselves, older people, your patterns of sleep will change. Just well, yeah. Based upon getting older, that's natural. There's getting older, and then there's also depending on what kind of illness the person has or whatever their their particular problem is. My mother's sleep pattern with Alzheimer's was very regular. She was nine o'clock. She was out cold. She was done for the night. Um, and we never had to like give her anything to make her sleep really or anything like. That. She would go right out. My dad with Parkinson's sleeps a lot more as time goes on. Right. And we hear that that's going to be a common problem. It's going to keep getting you know more sleep. I find that my mom is um, she's in her seventies and she falls asleep sitting up with a book open on her lap. I my mom used to that do that when she was younger. I don't know that that's related <laughs> to age. I think she's always done that. Well, you know, and that's something to be. It, it, you make a good point. Does it is it change in your? And this is where I think most most doctors and most people will talk about this. And and you know, I'm, again, I'm not a physician, but I think most people would say that the thing you need to look for is if there is a change in your sleep pattern. Right. That's not normal for you. That's the the thing to pay attention to. You might want to get some help, go to a doctor, see if it's something stress-related. Maybe you have another issue that you're not aware of. Um, but I think part of that is just our nature. And some medications can disrupt your sleep. Oh, yeah. If you've so changed... if you're concerned with your caregiver or if your patient has a sudden change in sleep, that could be medication. Right. So you too. can watch that as well as a caregiver. And if you're in a, a fitness program of some kind, you're working with a trainer, you're doing things on your own, pay attention to your, your exercise routines versus your sleep patterns because those will change. I noticed that when I first started started out really, really engaged in my, my fitness time and my workout time. I got the best sleep of my life. Because you were so tired. It wasn't exhaustion, though. No? No, it wasn't. It was like, because the, when, you, when you're exercising for a point, uh, and I have to go back to the original concept here. You can go read about this on the blog on oldnerdinthegym.com. But I, when I first started, my problem was I thought I got enough exercise because I grew up on a farm and you're working all the time. You're taking care of animals. You're doing hay. You're working with tractors and the heavy equipment. And you're doing, carrying wood in, you know, for the firewood. Manual labor it's, was your exercise. It, that was my exercise and my family was all like that so they saw the idea of going to a gym was silly and i thought it was too but what i realized was now we would go to bed at night and collapse from exhaustion right. you don't sleep well from that you really don't you 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 sleep inconsistently and your body is sore you may have other issues now you get a different kind of soreness and a different kind of sleep pattern when you're doing the physical exertion specifically for the the fitness type thing where you're focusing that exercise on a particular muscle group let's say you're doing core work you're going to feel that right because that's what you're working on for a while but you never just do that you're also you know you hear people say well it's leg day or it's arm day or it's chest day or whatever you're doing mine is always what doesn't hurt today i'll work on that <laughs> well it's a lot of people i don't think you're alone there but what i discovered was my sleep patterns actually got better after i started doing consistent workouts and they were focused especially when i would do a swim a bike ride and a mild workout all in the same day i wasn't exhausted I felt good and I slept better. I would go right to sleep. I would wake up, you know, before my alarm went off and I would get six or seven hours of sleep, which is weird because I've grown up with four and five hours at the most. I well, just never slept. One other thing that's important is to try to have a consistent bedtime yeah. as much as you can as a caregiver. Obviously, that's not always well, possible. Right. And that's that's kind of part of it. I'm going to talk about another thing related to that in a minute. But I think that's it's like when you're trying to train, train kids when they're younger. That's 930. You go to bed at 930. Right. It, it's to kind of help them regulate those rhythms. And, and that will help them as they get older to maintain that. They're, mm -hmm. they're not going to change that. Of course, in college, you get a little bonkers and you stay up all night and, you know, you, you get a <laughs> play. papers to do. The papers to do and parties to go to and all this stuff. And, but, and it's the first you time you're... parties in college? Uh, well, I oh, didn't. I, didn't I was busting those. parties. That's I a whole other... I had a job. 
I had three jobs, so yeah, I get it. So there, there, <laughs> those kinds of things change your rhythm as well. But as an adult, whether you're just doing your fitness workout or you're working with your your patient, your your loved one that you're caring for, those kinds of things can really alter you. Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember when when I first started taking care of my mom. One of the biggest things was, you know, my cousin was there all the time. She lived there with my dad and I would take over certain times of the day or certain days and we would swap out the time and you know we had things that we were good at and I did this and she did that like she took care of the food and so you have these routines that you get into right but your routine is now different Mm -hmm. than it was five days ago it happens rapidly and you don't even realize it yeah it's just overnight so you're you don't get a chance to catch up to that and we don't pay attention to that well Mm -hmm. I'll sleep when I'm ready to I'll sleep when I when I get home well and if you throw a hospital visit in there yeah I mean you don't know what's going to happen and 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 we'll we'll talk about shot. that in a minute, but there are some things you can do. Let's let's talk about that. Actually, there are some things you can do to, to well, sort of minimize. One of some those of you've already mentioned. Get some help from somebody else. Get some help. Go out and see if you can get some respite time. Um, part of it is reducing the stress, the the overall stress that you're under. Now, I'm going to laugh at that for a minute because there's <laughs> just no way to do that entirely. Right. You have to be willing to let it roll off, and that's not an easy thing to do. Well, did you know exercising <clears throat> can actually reduce your stress level? Sure. So even if you don't have time to actually reduce the stressors in your life you you can't control that right but you could exercise for 10 minutes or so and that might help you reduce stress or you know just deep breathe count to 10 deep breathe for five or 10 minutes yoga can help you i mean it's something you don't have to go anywhere for you find yourself a quiet part of the house put some headphones on we were just talking about how quiet these headphones we use on the equipment are you could pop something over your ears and just take 10 minutes Mm -hmm. anything like that that can help reduce that stress because you can't change your situation and even if you don't want to do yoga just quiet time to yourself yeah sitting in a corner um those things can really help and one of the things as we mentioned a second ago is to try to get some help with the patient contact some agencies about some respite care even if that just means you have someone come out for two hours a day so you can leave right go away get a family member and it's really hard you don't want to let go of that because you're scared of Mm -hmm. i then then where caregiver guilt comes in because you feel like i shouldn't be doing this i should be there taking care of them i shouldn't walk out of the house you gotta let that go i found that when i would leave when i was helping you would still think about it or you would try to get things done that are related to that person you you take your two hours you're supposed to take to yourself but you go to the pharmacy and you go to the doctor fill it up with all the stuff that you do all these things and you're supposed to relax and and you and you're doing things not only for them but you have to get your stuff done right and your day-to-day and those need to be different things mm-hmm. now if it relaxes you to go shopping then do that you know if, if, if picking up things and running errands some people really like that little bit of activity helps them stay calmer so those things can help as well but one of the things that you have to try to do and this goes back to that is to reduce your on-duty time for a few hours right we live with that on-duty time and i'm going to discuss that in just a minute but um, let's see what else is next. Uh, dedicate your bedroom to sleep. Yes. We have a tendency to turn the bedroom into another living room. Yes. There's a TV, there's radio, there's a CD player, there's, you know, lights Especially and noise. Especially in the age of handheld devices. Well, right. You got your phone, you got your laptop, you got all these things. You're doing some work, mm-hmm. um, checking up on email because you can get to all day. You're listening to Netflix while you read a book <clears throat> and checking your email. Yeah. You got to stop doing that. Yeah. That is really, really hard. I grew up going to sleep with music or with um, radio shows playing in headphones over a stereo and that helped me to sleep but most of that was trying to quiet my mind 
my brain was just going 90 miles an hour. It still does. Um, but I found other ways to do it. But if you can remove those distractions from your bedroom, um, I no longer have a TV in my bedroom. I, I don't. I have a TV in my bedroom that I never turn off. Well, that's another thing. As long as it's not on, you know, 30 minutes prior to you actually deciding to sleep, there's nothing wrong with having a TV in the bedroom. It's right. when it's on constantly. Mm-hmm. You need to dedicate that space to rest. I found something that can really help. On Netflix and some of the other streaming services, they have the little fireplaces that for Christmas, the Yule log that's burning. Oh, yeah. Turn that on and turn the brightness down. Got some kind of nice... You can hear the... There's no music. lighting. It's just the sound. You can. Mm-hmm. You have to really turn the brightness down on the TV. I don't know that's something I would really recommend people do, but if you really have to have something playing, try that. Or even on a Kindle or an iPad. There are a lot of um, eight hours of meditation is what we play. Oh, those my are son, free, yeah. My son has a YouTube channel that he listens to that is eight hours straight of music. It's calm, meditative music. It has backgrounds of the, oceans. The babbling brooks and, and all that sort of stuff. No, no, this is actually music. There are the ones with the nature sounds, too. That works for some people. This is actually just kind of, you know, spa like music like, got it na, na, na. like a massage in yeah. a, in a massage something studio you would have in a the, those things are really relaxing helpful atmosphere. even that though sometimes that can even distract you so you have to figure out what works mm-hmm. if, it, if it actually helps you re- relax that works better um we talked about a minute ago getting exercise um oh i don't want to skip this turn off all your electronics 30 minutes before you go to bed now here's it here's the hitch to that you can't necessarily turn off your electronics you can't turn off the phone you can't turn off your phone if you're a caregiver so i'm just going to speak to that for a minute so what you have to realize is that as a caregiver sometimes you are in a position where you are always on that's what i call it you're on call all the time you i attribute it to being like a fireman where they live in the station they have to have so many duty times at the fire station uh, their pants are in their boots and right next to the bed when they the alarm goes off they hop into them and they throw the suspenders on and they grab the coat and they you know they go one of the most challenging issues of caregiving is feeling like you're in a constant state of emergency mm-hmm. um, you never know when your loved one is going to suddenly become ill or and need your attention or if you don't live with them, you're always on edge for that call in the middle of the night. When their life call device goes off, or if you have another family member that lives with them, calls you and says, hey, mom or dad is ill, uh, she's throwing up, we've got all these problems, we got to go to the hospital right now. You're always waiting on that. And it's a challenge, and I'm not sure how to tell people how to deal with it, except to just do your best to relax. There are also some people who the person they're caring for might just be extremely tense and anxious and they might need to call you at two in the morning because they woke up and they're not sure where something is and they get confused and then they get scared. So you mean the person you're caring for? Yes. So yeah. It, it, yeah. It's not just a matter of, you know, it's not always life threatening. It's not always life threatening, but either way, you're still on duty for that. Right. You, you wonder when that call is going to come. And in my situation, it was, it was very life and death because my mom would get very ill and we would have to go right then. And I I had a bag set up. I had clothes on the end of the bed. I could hop into that stuff and be there before the rescue squad got there. But you're living in that state. So what I can tell you is do the best you can to relax. Remember that that call's going to come or it's not going to come. And being on edge for it is not going to help you. You can't help them if you're exhausted. So do your best to take the time to rest. Get that off your mind as best you can. When you are at home and you don't live with the person you're caring for, when you are at home, be at home as best you can. Right. The call will come if it's if you're needed. So try to sleep and get that rest that you need. I think that also goes to the idea of organizing a calming routine before you go to sleep. Doing the same thing in the same... It's like a ritual. Yeah, make it a little something, ritual of doing that. I think something that's... in the same order. You know, I will put on my pajamas. I will take a warm shower. Probably not in that order. I will take a warm shower. I'll put on my pajamas. <clears> then I will brush my Yeah, I wouldn't do it the other way around. It gets wet. Sit still for five minutes and just, you know, 
relax, right. set up your pillows or whatever you need to do. I think that, you know, one of the things that you can really do to, to kind of help you with that, that goes back to watching your schedule and figuring out exactly what has to be done, when it has to be done, and adjusting your schedule to make sure that you get enough sleep. But also, whether you're doing the the caregiving or if you're the person who's out there doing your fitness routine and you're trying to figure out how sleep is being affected by that or if your sleep is affecting your health, um, you know, we're speaking to two audiences here. We realize that. Right. Uh, but just be aware that, you know, you've, you have all these different stages of sleep. You've got light sleep to deep, you know, REM sleep to all these things that happen in between. If you don't get that, you you could be really, you could have a lot of problems. And I do not recommend, I'm going to constantly say this, I do not recommend the 30 minute power nap. People like doing that in the middle of the day. The problem with that is you are now groggy. Mm -hmm. You're tired. It will leave you confused and a little bit kind of off kilter for a while. It doesn't work. I think there is actually a book i believe it's called power sleep that said if you sleep more than 15 minutes you're getting out of that light sleep yeah and you're into the deeper sleep and yeah, waking and it's yourself hard up to wake from up. that makes you more tired it makes you more tired and you lose track of what you're doing don't quote me it's been a while since i read no that book, i think that's but... absolutely correct and, and it's sort of common sense if you think about it when you go to sleep really deeply it's hard to wake up mm-hmm. and it, it is why people have trouble waking up when they hear a fire alarm or something because they're they're done you know <laughs> that's right. your body you're going out. into that repair there's also a that, point at which you're so exhausted that sleep is going to come no matter what. Yes. And and we should just momentarily speak to exhaustion. If you are constantly exhausted as a caregiver or as someone who's out there doing your fitness routine, if you're wearing yourself out and you're sleeping from exhaustion and you literally collapse and you sleep for 10 hours straight, you have a problem. You got to work on your schedule. Got to back that up because it's, you're so wearing dangerous. your body out. You're exhausted. Your mind is having problems. You're going to have difficulty concentrating. You're not going to be your your best. So be careful with that. It can affect your body. I mean, sleep, I, I don't know if this is absolutely true, but what I, I think I read something about um, sleep affecting things like the, the, the kind of sleep that you get from like sleep apnea can actually cause AFib. So if you get atrial fibrillation from that and all these other things now, we're talking about health things that we won't get into today. But there are all these other things affecting it. Try to control the things that you can correct. Right. That's scheduling, making time to sleep, setting up the right space, you know, being aware that you you may be on call. That's just how it is. And try to deal with that. I liken it to sort of uh, when you first move into a house and you're decorating the room. Think about your sleep area as a room, you know. You need to have what makes you feel cozy and comfortable and relaxed. Most people want their bedroom to be a relaxing space. You wouldn't well, want a three-string band playing in the you, corner. You don't when you're see that rest. anymore, though. I think what you see a lot of, and this is why it comes up in all the research you look at, is the make your bedroom the sleeping space, is because people load it up with junk. Yeah. You know, they got the TV in there and the computer and all the other stuff. Don't do that. Just yeah. keep it a place to sleep. Make your bedroom a bedroom, not a living room, a yes. den, a family room, and a media room. And throw everybody out. <laughs> you know, you and your spouse... Everyone else has got to go find their own space. What about the three dogs and the, the kitten? Three dogs, and the... You know, nothing's more disruptive than animals sleeping in a bed. And they, there's like all kinds of issues with that. And yeah. that's not going to let you sleep. I, I have a cat that will not let you sleep. She will 
claw you in the middle of the night because she wants a snack, she wants something to go on. And I don't know what to do about it sometimes, but that's disruptive as well. So be careful with all these external things that you can't control. Maintain the things that you can. Try to get enough sleep. If you can't get eight hours, that's fine. Get what makes you feel good when you wake up. You don't feel like you have a hangover. Right. And I know everybody, but my dog is my family. It's my kid. Okay, well, that's fine. And I don't mean to offend dog and cat owners out there. I am one. I'm just saying it can be disruptive, especially if you're a caregiver. So consider that. Make sure that's not one of your distractions. If it's not, that's cool. But if it is, do something about it. Yeah. Probably try not to kick your spouse out of the bed. No. Well, I don't know. Maybe Although they might be pretty understanding if they understand the stress. They get what you're going through. Yeah. Your spouse is going to be the person um, that's going to understand that probably the most. Or, you know, it takes a, that's something we will probably cover one day is family, family, girlfriends, boyfriends, spouses who deal with the caregiver. Yeah. Anyone who has to deal with the stress that comes from being. They get it. It's a lot of work. So that's all we have for sleep for today. So go out there, uh, do a little research. There's plenty of articles out there. We'll publish some of these on our website. So you'll be able to get the links of some of the research um, and just try to get some rest and make it good sleep. Hopefully we didn't put you to sleep. I hope not. I'll start reading the dictionary for you. Can yes. do it like Sean Connery. Okay, maybe not. No? Okay. Either way. Get Thanks, up everybody. and get out there. Let's See ya. And now here's Jerry with your Old Nerd in the Gym fitness tip of the day. Hey, this is Jerry Deer with the Old Nerd in the Gym fitness tip of the day. You know, if you're not getting enough sleep, it affects every part of your life. According to W. Christopher Winter, MD, the author of The Sleep Solution, Why Your Sleep is Broken and How to Fix It, getting enough sleep can not only give you more drive and strength to maximize your workout, but its effects on concentration, mood, and focus can make you more efficient and better prepared for that workout. That also applies in other areas of your life. If you're a caregiver of any kind, fitness expert, whatever you're doing, if you don't get enough sleep, it's going to affect every aspect of your day. Get some sleep and get your work done.